on today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition. Does the DCCW Crisis on Infinite Earths hold up to the source material? What should we expect out of the quickly approaching Watchmen finale? And what are our most beloved DC properties at this point in time? First comments coming in from our friend Caleb Richardson. He says, I just finished Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 1. Gotta say, totally lived up to the hype. I've been watching since Arrow Season 1 and been waiting for Crisis since Flash Season 1 finale. Uh, he goes on later to say, eight years of buildup. I unfortunately missed the MCU train, kind of hopped on late with the Avengers, but I've been watching the Arrowverse since the beginning. Have Roger, you're in that boat too, right? I am, I am. I watched Arrow since the beginning. I watched the first couple seasons of The Flash, but after a while, they started rolling out one show after another. And I, like, mm-hmm. I watched a, a season of Supergirl and a season of Black Lightning, uh, which is actually, it's not technically part of it, but the character will be in the, the crossover. Uh, but after a while, they just started cranking out so many shows that I just couldn't keep up. And as a father of two very young kids, that was just not an option anymore. That's why I was like kind of satisfied. Like I was relieved to hear Arrow had like a very shortened season because <laughs> it was a much shorter commitment than say, you know, twenty two episodes of Flash and Supergirl. So, uh, if, yeah, for me, it kind of lived up to the hype. It was a really worthy kickoff. Like again, I don't want to get into spoilers, but it does. It ends in a, in a surprising way. Um, and so, you know, it, it has me hyped up for the next two episodes this year and then the final two next year. Yeah, I'm impressed uh, that there's hints of this early on. I, I watched yep. first couple of seasons of Arrow and the first two seasons of Flash yep. and like a bits like yourself, the bits of well, the, the others. But I didn't realize that there was hints of that. I know there was hints to other big stories. The, well, the Flash in particular, the first season, I mean, they, they teased this newspaper article about Flash disappearing in a crisis. Mm. This is the crisis. The crisis. After how many years now? Six years. Yeah. Like this is this is something they've been building up to for a very long time. And it's mm. impressive to see some of this stuff pay off. Yeah. Next one is coming in from Eric. He says, I love the Watchmen. Really could see that kind of story totally happening. Uh, and, uh I mean, it's it it's a touchy one to get into because there is a lot of stuff that we probably shouldn't talk about out loud, not only for spoiler reasons, but for general audience reasons. Um, but how how do you feel that fits? Because that was my personal takeaway. I was a little bummed when I heard like, oh, they're doing another Watchmen. It's like, well, they already told that story mm-hmm. um, several times over and did mm-hmm. it really well. Do we really need a TV? It's like, oh, it's not. It's It's in the universe. It's related, but it's technically a sequel, but it's not even like a sequel to the movie. It's closer tied to the comics. But it's contemporary as opposed to the 1985 period piece that is Watchmen eternally stuck in that time zone. What do you guys think about how Watchmen has been executed? Because I've heard so much great feedback from commentators about the sociopolitical and economics and all this other. Do you think it's a really, really roundabout way saying uh, relevant story today? It's definitely relevant. Uh, there's definitely the political tones that deal with the current events uh, happening. As for, I mean, the story itself, it, you know, it, it becomes it, it becomes canon as long as people like it. <laughs> That's yeah. what it really is. Yeah, yeah. The prequel comics, a lot of people didn't like them. I liked them, but a lot of people didn't like them. I didn't read not, them. I've not read the prequel comics. Were they were they written by, by the original? Like, who, oh, who uh, they written uh, by? Alan Moore definitely has not touched anything. Okay. Watchmen. He, Alan Moore basically just he stopped with the Watchmen. And that it was, was it. yeah, it was a whole Got mess it. with DC legal. It's it's a whole to do, and there's a, a lot of articles about it. Right, uh, but no, those were written by other uh, DC writers, okay. and they took on a sort of prequel uh, explaining, you know, how Ozymandias uh, became so uh, wealthy, mm. uh, the comedian, what he did throughout the 60s and Got so it. forth. I like them, but again, 
a lot of people didn't, so people have just forgotten about those. Yeah. And they're definitely not part of the canon of this show. Right. So in the end, if you if people like it, it's canon. If people and, don't... In terms of... Uh, and I guess there might not be an answer to this question, but like, do you, do you feel like you get more out of it because you've read The Watchmen and some of the other ancillary material? Or do you think as a fresh viewer, not knowing anything about this property, that would have been a better experience or more confusing experience? It would definitely be more confusing. Okay. Um, I mean, one of the, a variety of, a couple of the main characters from the comics obviously get introduced in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they show up, you, as someone that read the comics, you already know the backstory. You already know what they're, what they're referencing to. You already know kind of the, uh, all the points that are behind of what the motive motivations. You already know a bit of that. So it, it's definitely, it, it's definitely the impressive thing is to see Damon Lindelof sort of make this work for both new viewers yeah. and, Com- the comic readers because the new viewers the, the new people to the universe they're they're amazed they're 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 just infatuated they're just enthralled how amazing it is they're the ones that, that are screaming screaming from the mountain saying how great it is versus huh. people that uh, watch the comics they're like this is great <laughs> that's that's kind of interesting that the 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 average viewer is the one that's turned into the hardcore fanboy. Yeah, they. I when I see people react, I, I can tell it's mo- mainly for people that have, don't know what's going on, that are just so uh, like this is the best TV show ever. Not just of the year. They're saying it's the best show ever. Really? Some people are. Yeah. I really, I really need to watch the show. I, I I've been doing weekly articles. Yep. I, one we, just I, got I, published yep. about about what happened last night, and there's still questions. They answered so many questions last night, and, and there's, there's still, still more. more questions. Okay. And this is uh, it's one more episode. It's nine episode season. Yeah. They uh, and that was arguably the smartest thing. One of the things I've I've hated about a lot of superhero shows, especially the Netflix ones, mm-hmm. there's always that one big filler. Yeah. Well, and, sometimes there's more than one. Well, I that's mean, it. Yeah. But uh, Damon Lindelof, he, he said, we had one episode that was just a filler episode and we just dropped it and went with nine. HBO said yes. And that was good. Wow. Do you think a second season's coming up? Considering, I, I put it in my article that there is a little reveal that happened. Well, kind of a big reveal. A, a reveal that happened that to me, will be the the start of a second season. And oh. and they're saying season finale, not series finale. Okay. So okay. that should hit that there's a season two coming. All right. Brian, what do, what do we got? Well, as long as they don't stretch it out to infinity. I like it yeah. when they have a clear path and they're going to that path. Maybe it's three seasons. Maybe it's one. Who knows? But I just don't want them to stretch that out because right now, like nothing but shining applause. Um, and I think something should be said, too, about the filmmaking of it. it the, the way it mm-hmm. plays, it works really well in this serialized television format, as opposed to the comic, which a lot of people thought like, oh, this will never translate to a movie. It's like they did. It wasn't perfect, but I, I still enjoyed that uh, Zack Snyder movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But as it's far a as great this movie, well, it's, this is a great show. Even well, if it's, it had, didn't have, if it, even if it didn't have um, the pedigree that is Watchmen, it was a very watchable show. Right. And it was faithful. It was completely faithful, obviously, except for the the, movie, except for the last part, obviously, except for the last part. You know what? I didn't even have that big of an issue with the last part. I just thought it was, it was almost too faithful. Like I I, see that's the problem. That's the problem. The same criticism I had with um, the first Harry Potter movie Mm -hmm. with the director was like, it was almost slavishly like there was no liberty taken to make it a movie experience. It was just sort of like, let's just take this book and the plot and let's just transport into the movie. Um, and so that's why I guess I am hopeful when uh, looking into this Watchmen show because it 
it's clear that David Lindelof took some of the themes and the uh, the topics discussed there, the, the tone, and then he kind of brought it into the, the current age, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And people, want, uh, throughout the, the Watchmen was considered one of those franchises uh, that's never going to be adapted. It, it was yeah. just for the longest time. And there was a 2003 attempt at it uh, that never worked, uh, that never went went off, and obviously 2009. But one of the, one of the ways people thought about adapting it was a TV show. Because it makes sense, considering would, for sure. it is a limited series. Yep of a comic and obviously with TV show, it fits. Definitely. And mm-hmm. the, the fact that it was such a, a deep graphic novel with so many different characters, so much mm-hmm. depth to it. felt like a movie was never going to do it justice. No. No. And some would argue that it never did, but again, I enjoy <laughs> it. I still say it. Did. I think it did. <laughs> uh, let's keep that conversation going. Uh, speaking of the filmmaking aspect, I would say some of the cinematography in the Watchmen show uh, is up there with the likes of Mr. Robot. What's his name? Sam. Help me. Anybody? Who's the director of Mr. Men- Robot? Mendes? Or Mr. Robot? Mr. Robot? The yeah, sh- it's wait, always acclaimed show? for its cinematography and visuals, and I am an know. idiot, and I can't remember names ever. Anyways, uh, anybody who oh, knows what uh, Esmail. Esmail. Sam Esmail, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. I put it up there, not in the same caliber, but on the same quality, at least. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a gorgeous show. Uh, Brian also likes how Watchmen keeps you intrigued each episode without having to do all these infuriating cliffhangers, which a lot of shows are notorious for. Uh, um, yeah. mm-hmm. Timothy asks, does the show Watchmen relate to the movie Watchmen? Sorry, I'm not an avid fan. That's fine, Timothy. That's what we're here for. Yeah, awesome. it it doesn't. Uh, the 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 movie it's only related to the the original uh, the original comic, uh, 1985 comic. It has nothing to do with the movie. Has nothing to do with the prequel. Has okay. nothing to do with anything else. Just the original comic. That's it. Yeah, as you can tell from some of the cutaway scenes and flashback scenes. No spoilers. It's not the finale from the film. It's the finale from the comic, which was mm-hmm. always controversially changed, as we've been subtly referencing or not right. so subtly referencing here today. Uh, Brian asks, I want to know which Earth Black Lightning is on. I hope Crisis finally answers that. Do we have any inclination? Uh, we don't yet. I mean, and I haven't been... Apologies. They might have mentioned it in one of the 50 shows that are currently <laughs> on the CW that deal with DC, but... Uh, it's clear that it's not the same Earth. Earth One is where the Arrow and Flash are. Um, it's clear it's not that one, but maybe we'll see one it, in previews and in like the promo photos. We've seen Black Lightning and Flash hang out together, so at some point we should get some some guidance as to which Earth he's from. Maybe on the Flash's episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that tonight? No, tonight's Batwoman's episode, I believe, and then tomorrow's Flash. So. Okay. It's funny, uh, Oscar, I was a big reader of um, Infinite Crisis, Crisis on Infinite Earth, uh, Final Crisis. Um, I even read some of the lesser ones, uh, like uh, what was the uh, the one in time? It was like a time crisis. Uh, help countdown? Me. countdown. No, no, that was a countdown to Final Crisis. Okay. Um, oh, man, it was... It was uh, a time travel crisis? One yeah, or? it was a time travel crisis. Help me. Uh, not Final uh, Crisis. No. Uh, Huh? Thank you, Oscar. There's a lot. There are a lot of crisis crises. DC crises. really loves to. Well, that's get, what I was getting at. on the name was because uh, yeah, there was. Uh, I mean, there's infinite crisis, final crisis, crisis of. Um, I mean, there's a there's a recent one that has something to do with like psychological rehab. Oh yeah, was that, that was convergence. Um, no, convergence that one I did, didn't get um, well received. That one I did. Zero read. hour. 
zero the- hour. That was uh, it. I read that in college. It was not great. No but- one likes that one. That's why I didn't realize it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just what I was striving at is a lot of people, a lot of other YouTubers are chattering about um, these crises these days. And I mean, what what would you call your favorite? Oh, hmm. I mean, the original is hard to beat. And it was yeah. pretty slim. It was only, like, how many issues was the original? The 1984 yeah. one? Oh, it was four? Something like that, yeah. It, yeah, it was definitely. Now they're all like 12 issues long or whatever. I thought, um, was it Final Crisis was pretty good? That was, well, it was kind of a weird one because I think that was Grant Morrison. And yeah. he, he dealt with the new gods and stuff. That was kind of it was yeah, weird. It was it was a bit much. Yeah. Uh, although I, there's a lot of sort of interpretation of what he was trying to, from what from what people are saying that Final Crisis was basically not a middle finger to Alan Moore and um and and Frank Miller, but it was kind of like a poke a little poking fun at ah. them because. The this is just a very short summary of what Grant Morrison was going was was what they people are thinking what he's saying is that he was saying that we're we're leaving the gritty superheroes behind and we're making something new. Mm. And that's what Final Crisis is about. But obviously, that's it's an interpretation. Yeah. Um, you know, I when I started getting back to reading about the DC events, uh, one of the first ones I read was Identity Crisis, and I just oh yeah, I oh like Identity it. Crisis, yeah, 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 yeah. I like a good uh, you know like murder, murder mystery, murder mystery? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even I, though if that one was particularly dark, particularly that was very dark. very oh, yeah. dark, oh yeah, and also a very a lot of characters n- not. Really, within characters, Act, there were yes, yeah, they were yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. a lot of weird well, stuff. Speaking happening. of like dark and gritty, like that's that, definitely yes. dark and gritty. I mean, that was a '90s in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extreme was a that was a <laughs> positive attribute. Yep. Extreme. Uh, and then the, this past one, the um, now I can't even remember it. I just read it. Um, While you're looking for that, I just want to shout out uh, Caleb and Storm King. It was Heroes in Crisis. That yeah. was what you oh, were talking about. Oh, that's the recent one, right? Yeah, Let's be that honest, one I, the titles I use, could use a little help. Yeah, Heroes in Crisis <laughs> was like, all right, let's just, how do we get Crisis back? How do we shove Crisis? Well, it's like Marvel in with Infinity. That, that's true. That is very <laughs> yeah. true. But Heroes of Crisis, it was it was nice and touching. It was, it, it was a bit of a murder mystery as well. Right. Um, although it was kind of, you're, 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 it almost is a bit too much of, trying to pull too much sympathy mm. where where mm. the heroes the the whole sort of interesting hook is that the heroes are talking to a camera and they're saying like really how they feel bad about how they beat someone up or how they they uh, just hate themselves it's right, like right, right. it's like what you expect from them seeing a therapist that's basically all confessionals right pretty much yeah, and yeah, yeah. It, it's it it kind of it's interesting but then there's almost a bit too much of it mm. so where you're like why are you? It, it really gets to you after a while. Gotcha. Reading him. Mm-hmm. Uh, next comments coming from Storm King as well. He says, uh, "Do they ever say what happened to Batman in Batwoman's Earth?" Uh, let's go ahead and stick that to the uh, CW Berlanti verse, as opposed to the comics. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, not that I'm aware of. Although there was a teaser where um, I believe Batwoman sees uh kevin conroy's character and says mm-hmm. bruce and so maybe kevin conroy plays him we'll see um but yeah like there, there's another one like kevin conroy who's voiced batman for decades is a legend in the business finally actually gets a chance to be 
on TV at, mm-hmm. like in real life as Bruce Wayne, which is kind of like a like an amazing nod to fans. Yep. That's one of those things like the meme. Everyone liked that. Like yeah. n- no yeah. one's going to be opposed to that. Yep. Uh, more comments and questions. Well, we got a few minutes left. Uh, I, hang on. Nathan says, do you know if Tom Ellis is going to show up in Crisis as Lucifer? That was a rumor a while ago, and he uh, openly yeah. denied it, but... Uh, I'm not aware. Like, I've, I've seen the same reports that you have, and he so far hasn't. I mean, he he's denied it, and I have no reason to think he will be, because at least with... I mean, if you know the plot of this story arc, it doesn't really make sense for Lucifer to show up. But who knows? It could be a uh, quick cameo. Oh, the one, uh, you know, one quick. Uh, we were talking about sort of the cameos that showed up at the beginning of this first episode. One I just want to throw out, uh, kind of a fun nod to, was the Titans. The, they had two cast members from the Titans show up. I, I think they just used reused footage or something, but they they were considered an Earth Nine, so they're technically part of this multiverse. Which again is like it's interesting because this show just finished its second season mm-hmm. on the DC Universe streaming service, and they threw a nod out to them. Uh, as one of the many Earths out there. So that was, that was kind of nice. Yeah. Okay, next one is coming from Caleb. He says, my favorite DC movie is definitely Shazam. I did really enjoy huh. Shazam. Let's go around the table. Uh, the rules are it has to be current, contemporary, like still running kind of thing. We can all go back and say The Dark Knight a thousand times, but <laughs> what's happening right now that you're most into, uh, I'm sticking with Young Justice. Ooh. And also any property, not just uh, not just on uh, the silver screen. As long as it's modern. Oh man! <laughs> uh, goodness, DC. I mean, Shazam was entertaining. I, I think I, I enjoyed Wonder Woman still a little bit more. I I'm I'm on that track with Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of like, although TV I want to see the new Harley Quinn cartoon. Yeah, that does look good. I haven't yeah. had a chance to see it. I have uh, thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah, I've like I've watched like I've watched Titans, and I know I say I don't have a lot of time, but I've managed to find time to watch mm-hmm. Titans, and I find that to be kind of a flawed show. Um, but in terms of like, yeah, like most of the other DCU stuff, I'm like not really into. Like yeah, Aquaman, I actually found kind of disappointing. I enjoyed honest. Aquaman. I didn't mind that much, but you know, I watch rewatch Shazam because now it's you know getting now it's easier to watch, and yeah. I'm still have. I told you when I first watched it, I told you my issue with it. Which was a uh, remind me again that Billy Bats, yeah. he's as as himself as the fourteen year old kid. He is too cool, yeah, yeah and he yeah, is yeah, too yeah. suave. Yeah, and then here he is as Shazam, and he's flossing, right. and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Right, it doesn't connect. I agree with you there. Yeah. It was backwards. Like it was. They yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. feel like uh, Zachary Levi was uh, an aged up version of the kid. Yeah, like he was like, like seven years old. Zachary Levi was playing Zachary Levi with muscles. <laughs> no, Zachary <laughs> Levi played a better fourteen year old than that kid did. No, that's true. <laughs> or that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, also, I just found that movie to be like overly dark. Maybe it's just the parent of me. Like for a movie that was marketed towards kids, like there were some surprisingly <laughs> dark moments in there. There was. Yeah. Yes. Like weirdly interspersed between the flossing, there was, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All right, uh, next one. Um, let's take another one from Timothy. He says, "I would like to see more marketing and advertisement from DC. Seems like Marvel has more exposure nowadays." I think he's got a point there. Uh, DC has a hard time kind of wrapping their well, let's say it's Warner Brothers wrapping their marketing minds around like self-sustaining franchises that don't need to sell on like sex or drugs or whatever. Uh, I. Even the the Shazam trailers didn't feel accurate, but I was still like, okay, I know they're going to go down this road, so I want to see that movie. It's going to be different than what we've been getting. Um, But even like the Justice League stuff, 
I mean, go ahead and name anything else you can think of the top of your head where they've done a lousy job marketing that um, or your awareness was just completely misguided. For DC? Yeah. I mean, I mean, pretty much all of it. I feel like it's, <laughs> they, they don't, I mean, it's not, it's also not coordinated, right? There's all these different properties. So they're mm. uh, like, I actually think the, the CW shows are like generally in terms of marketing, like what you get is like, what you see is what you get. Like, I feel like I, I generally kind of like, I'm not disappointed with the promise that they give me as opposed to like everything else. Like I said, Titans, I thought was really flawed. I think most of the DC movies are not marketed as well. Mm-hmm. But what the marketing from Wonder Woman was pretty decent. And like yep. this new trailer showed that they've really stepped up their game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's with all the justice or the Zack Snyder movies, I was just sort of like, it definitely yeah. seems like the, the DC marketing people or Warner brothers marketing people, yeah. they're, they're, they're treating everything as as if it's not the best they're i mean right, they're, they're right. kind of putting everything to they're compartmentalizing everything to where all right this is tv so tv we're not gonna bother with that right. we'll, we'll throw an ad up on youtube every now and then uh and then in the case of uh i mean with the other previous movies where they they made a big deal out of it but the case of wonder woman they've been making a deal big deal out of it for yeah. the past year Right, and then now but they, only until it became a hit, they weren't even sure it was going to be as big of a hit that it, that it was. One other movie I forgot to bring up that one other DC movie, Joker, like one of the biggest hits, one of the biggest R-rated hits of all time, uh, just got some Golden Globe nominations. A lot of nominations. And so yeah, there's another. I mean, there's another big win, and it's an interesting strategy. Like they're they're kind of pushing their own. The movies are all there isn't an interconnected universe mm-hmm. at this point, and like they're all kind of pushing just. And that's I think they should do that. Just push like a bunch of good quality standalone movies until you can get a track record up and then work on the whole shared universe thing. Well, we'll see. We'll D- see. DC's always been better at just one-offs and like screw the continuity kind of stuff. That's yeah. why Elseworlds is so great. And all the animated movies coming out of those these days are mm-hmm. superior than most of the live action ones. I'm going to go out and say it. Um, that kind of segues. We are talking about the trailers. Uh, Storm King points out that Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice spoiled the Doomsday trailer. That's been a really nasty oh, trend lately, yeah. is how trailers just kind of give up everything in the front, trying to just market you in the doors. Like, why would I spend money on what I already know happens? But right before the show today, we were talking about this, how uh, a lot of the trailers this weekend that came out, and this in recent memory, have been just significantly better, in my mm-hmm. opinion, do a much better job of fan serving, but not giving up every single thing. And I want to go ahead and cite one that's a little bit off the beaten path here, but Ghostbusters. That Ghostbusters yeah. trailer that mm-hmm. dropped this morning had me like in chills on the train on my way to work. What did you guys think? Well, uh, and, and go ahead and recite what you were talking about, Wonder Woman, how the trailer brought you, brings you in the door, but doesn't give you the entire movie. Yeah, in the case of Wonder Woman, you still have questions about uh, yep. Pedro Pascal's character and about Kristen Wiig's character. Right. So you have no idea. If, you, if you're not familiar with them in comics, you have no idea what's going on. It was interesting because my wife, well, after she watched the trailer, was like, so who's the villain in this movie? <laughs> exactly. And I was like, oh, well, that's, they, did, they did a good job. Uh, the one thing about the Ghostbusters uh, that, that I was saying earlier is that it, this would have been amazing to see in the theater with, in front of a movie and you had no idea it was a Ghostbusters trailer until that minute in where you see, what is this? Hey, this is a ghost trap. Right, right. If you, oh my God, the theater would have lost their minds if that happened. Yeah. And it would have still a great trailer and, and, and has a lot of questions. Yeah, I'm uh, very excited. I Look, I was less excited maybe because I was coming off the high of Wonder Woman <laughs> and like that, the, the, the pop and the color there. Uh, this is definitely a very different tone. Right. Um, I am I am intrigued by 
what this movie holds and like how it ties back into legacy Ghostbusters. But it's, uh, yeah, it was a little bit more sedated for me. I also watched it like in the middle of doing a million things. So that, that could have affected my appreciation for it. Yeah, and I do find it funny. People are like, well, it has a Stranger Things vibe. I'm like, well, it has one to kids yeah, of Stranger Things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. he's right there. Right. <laughs> I mean, and then Wonder Woman 1984 had Stranger Things vibe because it's 80s at the mall. Yeah. Yes. I think uh, the uh, Duffer Brothers are having a pretty significant influence on our, our cultural mm-hmm. consumption these days. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we shut things down, uh, one more comment from Brian says, given how Batman v Superman turned out, do you think a Snyder cut of Justice League is anywhere better than the reality that we got with the Joss Whedon fix-ups. Um, uh, this is a tough one. You know what? I would say it's probably more of a coherent story and, mm-hmm. and trend or tone because it it did feel like just the Justice League we got was a product of two different directors with competing visions. Um, so I am curious to see the Snyder Cut just to see what like the original vision would have been because it's clear a lot of it got muddled, muddled right. and chopped up and just changed wholesale. Um, Although I'm not convinced that if that the if they released a full cut that it's all going to be great. I'm pretty sure a lot no, of it is terrible. No. Yeah, I'm but sure. there's yes. there's a good chunk of it that it helps the story. I, yeah, I think things would make more sense. Mm-hmm. Things that are teased will pay off. Again, I don't know if it'll be any good. Chances are it's it'll be terrible. I thought Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel. I mean, it still has Steppenwolf, which is just right. Right, you can't <laughs> get away from the fact that you've got a villain that like nobody knows. No. Yeah. All right, and finally, closing thoughts from Yan. Are any of us Marvel fans or DC fans? I mean, I'm fans of both. Like, I mean, that sounds like a yeah, kind of a, a weak answer, but I mean, it's kind it's, of hard not to be these days, to an yeah. extent. I would say, I, I I am definitely more on the Marvel side, just because those were the comics I first read. Uh, so those are characters I'm more familiar with. But uh, yeah, the DC stuff is still it's still fun. I mean, it they still it's still hard to beat a good Batman. And look, the Marvel film I think the Marvel films are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think DC has sort of a good collection of properties outside of the movies. Some of the movies are good, some of them are bad. They're getting better, but I think there's there's there are other. If you're a DC fan, there's like other avenues beyond the comic books that you can. Uh, you can take in. Yeah, yeah especially those animated movies. Yeah. Uh, those exactly. are great. But like DC's been doing it longer too. I mean, if we mm. didn't have Superman, we wouldn't probably have any of these movies these days. Yeah. Uh, that's why I say I was raised a DC kid. I've said it before. But as much as geekdom is cursed to ever want to fight and versus each other, it's Star Trek and Star Wars, a science fiction and science fantasy. Marvel is about men becoming gods and DC is about gods wanting to become men. Uh, it, they're completely different franchises, um, completely different concepts. They just get bundled together because comics are comics, right? Mm-hmm. I think taking a perspective where you realize that they both have very different purposes, they just package in a very similar way. I think that is a good way to kind of to look at the modern mythos that is comic books. And I'm getting up on a soapbox here, but I'm a DC kid. I like, Of course, we're going to go and think things over way too much. It's just inherent. Uh, but really great conversation today, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Roger, you want to go ahead and take us on out? Yeah, we would appreciate it if you would subscribe and ring the notification bell if you haven't already so you could join us weekday mornings and be part of the show. Also, feel free to head on down to the show description where you can find links to today's stories and every place you can subscribe to the audio podcast. If you'd rather take the show on the go, The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. I'm Oscar Gonzalez. Thanks for joining us. Bye.